Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on! Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Superman number 189. Cover date, August 1966. Cover price, 12 cents. Cover artists, Kurt Swan and George Klein. Edited by Mort Weisinger. Featuring Krypton Lives Again. Written by Otto Binder. Art by Wayne Boring. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go go. To the world of love and laughter, baby. Welcome to the sunshine of a brand new day. Oh, you drifted onto the sea. You flowered into a dream. A dream that never would fade away. Earth is threatened when it is discovered that a rogue planet is on a collision course. Superman flies into space and discovers that rogue planet is Krypton. Confused? Don't worry. I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. goodness what a great weekend we really had. yes yes we did go out with friends for dinner on friday night yes and, and we saw ghostbusters ghostbusters and that was fun it was so good to get together with friends yes and um and then yesterday was just really unstructured and great and you did your thing and i did my thing and we oh and then i went to a concert last night yes didn't I? you did yes got home really late um and then today uh, I cleaned up the office and I barely Thank recognized you. the corner where you're sitting. Well, oh. I just, you know, put away my things that I brought home from work 18 months ago. Well, thank you very, very much. It's delightful. It looks so nice. And um, and I did lots of laundry mm-hmm. and we took naps today. Mm-hmm. Right? Wasn't that great? Yes. Yes. Now that all the blankets are on the bed, it was Plenty warm, oh, let me tell you. Oh, my gosh, it was the best. And the dogs were even just loving it. It was great. Speaking of dogs. Yes. Crypto's here on the cover of the Superman comics about to attack his former master. Right? Well, Superman's on Krypton, where he was born. But he's brought the touch of death to all of his people. The only survivor is his dog, Crypto, and he doesn't remember Superman. Electrifying suspense. The mystery of Krypton's second doom. 
world's best-selling comics magazine. That's a pretty bold claim. Is that true at this time? I, you know what? I don't know. I yeah. didn't uh, investigate that just because I was so busy researching other things. I was just shocked by all the doom in this. Um, right? It wouldn't surprise me if Superman was the world's best-selling comics magazine of 1966, although I think the Fantastic Four comics were making the same claim at oh, the same time. which is a Marvel comic. Yes. yes. Yeah. Or maybe Fantastic Four was just saying world's greatest comics magazine. Mm, mm, mm. I don't know. That's uh, somebody will Doesn't Superman in, in this me. cover drawing look a little like he has a really long torso and short legs? Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, this story, The Mystery of Krypton's Second Doom, mm-hmm. is written by... Are you ready for this? Yes. Otto Binder. Otto Binder. Because the last time he wrote something, I said Otto Binder, and someone gently corrected me on Twitter. Okay. I had no idea it was Binder. It was very kind of them. It was. Not like that time that my French diction was corrected by someone who spoke fluent French right after a concert that I finished, when it was not a kind correction. Well, at least they recognized that you were singing in French. Unlike another time I can recall. Yes. When someone thought you were singing in German, but it was actually English. In fairness, she was drunk. And probably you were too. Maybe. Um, Written by Otto Binder, art by Wayne Boring. This threw me for a loop because I associate Wayne Boring more with the 1950s Superman. Okay. And I associate Kurt Swan, the cover artist with 1960s so having wayne boring draw what is clearly a 1960s story i really had problems wrapping my mind around it i had problems with the death <laughs> oh my gosh yes the lot of planetary death. Spoiler death. alert yes yeah mm-hmm. yeah I was just like, what about the comics code? Oh, my gosh. The whole time, all these people are dying. I was like, oh, my God. Well, they get around that. They do get around it, yes. Now, on the splash page, uh, Superman is strapped into some kind of a glass cube while scientists are ready to pull a lever on the Mento Ray (laughs) machine. Is this not the best sign? The The best sign. Warning, if patient is sane, Mento Ray will turn him insane what i why would you have a machine that did that (laughs) why would you have to put a warning sign beside it and if the machine is built to determine whether or not someone is insane then what i just it doesn't make it's so absurd it is so absurd um a giant planet comes hurtling toward Earth on a collision course. We still are on the splash page. Right. But when Superman flashes off to stop it, he discovers it's his home planet, Krypton, which, which exploded, exploded when he when was, he was an, an infant, infant right. as everyone knows. What is the mystery that has brought back this perished planet and all its inhabitants, including Superman's father, Jor-El, and his dog, Crypto? Well, Crypto is still alive and on Earth. Well, then they should have said it. And well, second dog crypto. Right, 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 right. Crypt. Now, how does it happen that Krypton, Krypton lives, lives again? again? Okay, let's move on. Yes. 
At the Daily Planet one evening, as Clark Kent uh, strips off his clothes in front of his boss, Perry White. <laughs> He's I've, actually putting his clothes back I've on. I've seen that movie. Um, I really like the detail here of the square-bottomed tie with the tie clip. Oh, nice. The tie clip's not in the right place, but good. It's not? What? How no, do tie you know? clip should always be, you take the bottom of the tie. Yeah. And you touch where the tie is folded. You fold it up and touch where the tie is folded and then take the tie clip and put it exactly halfway down and then clip it into your shirt. Well, Clark's a busy reporter. He doesn't have time for all that. And perhaps things were done differently in the 60s, but no, they weren't. So, And also, wouldn't that tie clip just be an extra encumbrance when he needs to strip off his clothes and turn into Superman? Uh, he probably goes through a lot of mortal clothes. Mortal clothes, that's not the right word. But he probably goes through a lot of civilian clothes. Right. I mean, he has to sh strip off those clothes very quickly. So a lot of buttons. Lots of buttons. Yeah. Oh, could you imagine? All the button sewing. He probably has... Lois like, do it. Or, or just a great relationship with his dry cleaner. He goes, I'm so sorry. I know. Seven shirts. Buttons, please. I mean, he also has a fleet of robot duplicates of himself. They could probably handle the... Sewing and darning his socks and mm. things like that. Mm. After Clark changes in seclusion, he flies up to the Telstar space satellite, which relays radio signals around Earth. It needs repairs, and Superman told NASA he'd fix it. Speaking of dry cleaners, mm -hmm. now I know this is going to sound somewhat racist, but stay with me, okay? Yes. So I go to the dry cleaners in Ransom, West Virginia. Mm hmm and there is a really, really nice woman there. She's a seamstress, and you know she runs a place with, I guess, with her husband or whatever. Mm -hmm. And when you walk in, she always asks for your phone number, mm -hmm. and you get the phone number, and that's how they do it. And you pay when you drop off your dry cleaning. Here's the thing: there is always, always some religious music and sermons with religious music always playing when you go in there. Mm -hmm. She's always, and I know it's religious, I know it's Christian because it's like hymns and singing and stuff like that I'm assuming is Christian because it sounds like that. Mm -hmm. I just, and it's in a language that I don't understand. Mm -hmm. I've never had any Asian language training, so mm -hmm. I don't know, you know. And I, this is the question. What kind of life would you be living where all you did for your entire business day from opening to closing is listen to sermons and people singing church hymns and and it's like and it's all like contemporary sort of church hymnody kind of Christmassy not Christmassy I'm sorry church hymn kind of singing and mm -hmm. stuff like that like what is that like? Well, it'd be a pretty clean life, I imagine. That's why they're running a cleaners. Oh, um, I don't know. I just like you know imagine that you go to like. Imagine it's something else. Imagine that you go to a um, a dog grooming parlor, mm -hmm. and they're always playing. Oh, Chris like Jingle Barks. Oh, Imagine that it's 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 like it's like a fundamentalist Christian kind of thing in, in English, and all you're hearing is a Southern Baptist preacher, and and you're hearing singing hymns. Mm -hmm. And what would you think of that? Uh, I would think nothing because I would patronize another. Dog groomer. Why? Because I have a bad relationship with Southern Baptists. And so I have no relationship at all. Like I have, I can't place this. Like, but I just think it just, it's kind of just like, it's almost like, I, what am I trying to say? What kind of person needs to have that on all the time? Well, um, 
a devout just person from or, my own well maybe they're just uh maybe she's culturally connected to it yes somehow uh maybe she's a preacher she's studying and for to Sunday. be fair I have I have gone from my initial reaction to like what's this to a curious like an open kind of curious like I wonder why they she always listens to this. Why don't you always. ask her? I can't, I can't. She she barely speaks English. Oh. Yeah. Well, when I worked at Cord Camera, the fifty five minute photo lab. Yes. Um, I listened to a cast single of Jane Child uh, all day long on repeat. So I am smiling from the word cast single. It makes me so happy. So I was literally listening to the same song. What was the song? For eight hours. Don't wanna fall in love. No, no. Oh my God. What? Well, it's a great song. I liked it. I don't wanna fall in love. No, no. Uh-huh. Love it just like a knife. Whoa. You make my life feel good. Yeah. Oh my God. So uh, imagine how my co-workers felt. Oh, my God. Yeah. Let's go back to this comic. Okay. Uh, Telstar was a satellite. It's actually the name of various communication satellites. The first two Telstar satellites were experimental and nearly identical. Telstar 1 launched on top of a Thor Delta rocket on July 10th, 1962. It successfully relayed through space the first television pictures, telephone calls, and telegraph images, and provided the first live transatlantic television feed. Telstar 2 launched May 7th, 1963. Are you saying Telstar or Telstar? Telstar, just Just like it says in the comic. So Superman already has made a mistake because he says the Telstar satellite. Well, in 1966, there would have been two of them. Oh. Telstar 1 and 2, though no longer functional, still orbit the Earth as oh, you mean this, they space have, junk. You mean the, the United States hasn't blown it up like with target no. practice like China did last week? It was Russia. Oh, no, we don't do oh, that. Oh, it was in China? No. No, we do. We do that. The United States does that. We've blown up satellites too if they were falling to the earth mm. um or if they were enemy things oh i by the way i want to say one more thing and then we'll get right back to the yes comment. i have been really apprehensive anxious i should say anxious about the speed that people have been driving through our neighborhood and if i knew the hoa president i would tell that person how much this annoys me, and expect them to do something about it. You say people, but it's one family that drives, and I know exactly where they live, and I believe they're going to get a strongly worded letter. Ooh. Merry Christmas, neighbor. Slow the F down. <laughs> Later, as millions in Metropolis watch TV. Now, we were talking last week about do the citizens of the DC Universe have comics and television shows about the actual superheroes it that live on the Earth. they do. They do, because here is a group of teens. Well, no, it's a atomic nuclear family i didn't mean to say atomic it's a nuclear family do you think in our world there are people that listen to a podcast that is recorded by you and me yeah yes (laughs) i mean we just we just at least two that i can think of in the world that i live in we just sit up here in our studio Mm -hmm. slash office and talk about comics Uh uh-huh okay um now, the young man watching the television says, Boy, the dynamic duo is real campy. Campy? That's a healthy American teenage boy who recognizes camp right off the bat, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Yes, campy. Why do you question that? 
Campies. Well, I would say. Well, that's, you know, something we might have said as a teen. Exactly. Holy Batmobiles, listen to this bulletin coming across the air. We interrupt the Batman program to bring you an urgent announcement. Astronomers have detected a giant rogue planet entering our galaxy and streaming towards Earth on a collision course. The, the, at Metropolis Square now, there's a news flash thing around the top of the building. Uh, only weeks remain before Wandering World smashes Earth. <laughs> wow. Now... Is that something you really want to advertise like that? Well, that's what I'm thinking. First of all, you live in a world where Superman also lives. Right. Government. Are you going to tell the populace of the Earth that they have only weeks to live immediately when it first is discovered? Well, you know, they've been writing comics and making movies about this for years. Right. And not one of those movies has them telling the population of Earth the truth right up front. Mm. Particularly if you have a Superman living there. For millions of throats rings the same cry. Only Only one one person person can can save us, but nobody has seen him. Where Where on earth is Superman? Superman? Where is Superman? (laughs) Um, X-tree, X-tree, earth doom certain in cosmic collision. That's the headline of the Daily Planet. (laughs) He isn't on earth, but high above it. Luckily, he's at the Telstar satellite, mm-hmm. and he hears the transmission being beamed. It sounds beamed like you're putting an up. E in between the... Uh, Telstar. Yeah. Telstar. Oh, there it is. There it is again. I'm Telstar. just doing a thick... Uh, what do you call that <laughs> Tell, kind of an L? Telstar. No, I'm using my whole tongue. Telstar. Tell an American L. Telstar. No, Russian. Tell. 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 Telstar. A speak and spell. Oh! Very good. Not a spell. Not a spell. Very good. Not a spell. Double hue. Double hue. <laughs> Great stars. While finishing my repairs, I heard that message. Superman thinks. Guess it's up to me to play space cop and direct traffic to prevent a smash up or to save the Earth. Hello. I mean. Gathering speed, the Man of Steel streaks past the outer planets and. Uh, now, this is interesting that he's talking about escape philosophy. I didn't realize that he did this. Did I you? didn't realize that he needed to do it. I thought he could just take off and start flying, but he's actually using the gravitational force of well, the sense, outer planet. Because if he took off from the from the planet Earth and needed to use the Earth to propel him through space, he might throw the Earth out of orbit. No, that's a well-known scientific concept that you use the gravitational force of the planet I'm to agreeing. fling yourself. Right, I'm saying I, it makes sense. Otherwise, if he didn't use that... Oh, you're he, saying he, if he, he just light, launched Light himself. speed or something, or, or yeah. the speed of whatever, uh-huh. you know, sublight speed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if he used the Earth, he'd punch holes in the Earth. Right. Yeah. So the answer to the mystery uh, is the last one that Superman ever expected. It Great looked- galaxies! It looks exactly like my home planet, Krypton! But it blew up when I was a baby. Uh-oh. Better go into reverse. Quick! Yeah, too late, Superman. He's careening towards the surface of Krypton, and guess what? Krypton has a red sun in tow. Yes, you have a question? I'm raising my hand. Uh Uh-huh. Go ahead. I hate to spoil this. Yes. But it's an artificial red sun. Don't forget that. We're going to hear about that later on. Artificial. how, How can I forget it if I haven't heard it until later on? No, come on. Problem. Does it have the same, because it's artificial, does it still have the same rays? Yes, of course, because if you made an artificial sun for the Earth, you'd want it to have the same yellow sun rays so that we could have 
photosynthesis. And By the way, if you're listening to us in the evening and you mm-hmm. want to make yourself a little cocktail, make yourself a house special. Yep, vodka, it's a, a shot of vodka with, uh, and with cranberry and um, flavored seltzer. Yep. Not sweetened seltzer, just flavored no. seltzer and a twist of lime. Yep. That's what you're hearing. Uh, you can make your own seltzer with a soda stream. I ordered new, uh, new canisters today. Uh, so as everyone knows, Superman loses his powers under a red sun. So he is plummeting towards the surface of what appears to be Krypton. Rob is having a hard time believing this because it is an artificial red sun. Luckily, a unique aerial service is on the alert. Hmm. Uh, Superman sees the sign on the side of the craft that is coming to rescue him. And it's in Kryptonese, of course. And it says Sky Rescue Patrol. I remember, not me, Superman remembers having seen those craft on Krypton as a child. Mm. Well, so Superman has super memory, so he remembers everything about his childhood on Krypton. Okay, okay. Since a few of your readers have studied the Kryptonese language, oh, excuse me, since few of your readers have studied the Kryptonese language, we'll give you a break and translate it from here on into English, just as Superman can. Editorial. Uh... Say, this is the first time we ever snatched a falling man out of the air. Our duty is to rescue aircrafted freight missiles from disaster. Hmm, this chap speaks genuine Kryptonese, too. That's, he's from uh, the east side of Kryptonopolis. Mm, yeah. That's how they talk over there. Very, very, very working class. Clearly a baffling riddle faces Krypton-born man from Earth. Yes, everything is exactly the way he remembers. The same clothing worn by the people of Krypton when he was little. Same dinosaur dog pets. Mm. How can we get one of those? Same rocket scooter. Oh my god, kids. I don't want a dinosaur dog pet. What? What? Although I really want to get a dinosaur topiary and put it out front. Okay. Okay. Why don't you make that uh, bush into a dinosaur? I wish I could. You could. How? It's just it, take a chainsaw and just carve it up. Oh, I'm gonna just. I'll make it look horrible. No. Yes. You could do it. It's a perfect size for a stegosaurus. It, it really is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'll have to consult the uh, <gasps> covenant. I know exactly who we can get to help us with this. Yes. Okay. I'll have to consult the covenant to make sure that you're my colleague, to do the it. sculptor. She mm-hmm. will do. She can totally help me figure this out. Okay. Oh my god. Uh, as I say, I'm going to have to consult the covenant and send you a good luck with that confirmation. Letter. The city's name. Okay. So Superman is. Uh, he goes up to a man. He says, "The city's name? Why, Kryptonopolis, of course, capital of the planet Krypton, and this newspaper, naturally, the Krypton Journal." Yes. The thank God they still have print news. Uh, Kryptonopolis, Great Scott, that's my own home city. As if restored from dead ashes, how could it be? So he decides to uh, borrow a public car. It's called Free Public Transportation. Yeah, so these are like those uh, city bikes or those scooters that you can just pick up off the side of the street and take it. Yeah, but you have to pay for those. There, You must rent those. So there must be an explanation. He says, I'll check it up. Um, excuse me. I'll check it up at the Sky Car. Without my superpowers, I can't just up and away here like a bird, as I did in Yeah, I see what he did there. Yeah, so Kryptonopolis's public transportation is not a bus or train, but rather a, just a car on the side of the road that anybody can hop in and take. Probably, you know, powered by something that is non-polluting. Well, one would hope. Uh, so he flies over... Uh, the city, and there's an aerial panorama billboard that he flies over displaying the scenic wonders panorama ding dong. of Krypton, which mm-hmm. I've heard of all of these before. The Rainbow Canyon, the Jewel Mountains, Firefalls, the, the Scarlet, Scarlet Jungle. jungle. Uh, the same natural landmarks Krypton always had. Wait a minute. I think I have the answer, Superman thinks. I think I've been 
cast backward in time by right. a space warp. While coming here through space, it's possible that I threw, flew through a time warp, yep. which threw me into the past before Krypton exploded. I'll check out this excuse me, observatory and ask to use your telescope. Sure, that's fine. You can walk into any observatory and use any telescope, delicate scientific equipment at any time. I'm sure that's the you same. You can if your father's Jor- uh, They don't know uh, yet. He doesn't know that his father's Jor-El yet. Jor-El, yeah. Um, just so happens the scientist inside the observatory is currently observing the planet Earth. His telescope is focused on a special event there. <laughs> Superman deduces that if he is back in time, uh, the special event will be a historical event of years ago. But no, he looks through the telescope. That is a pretty damn good telescope, especially a telescope that gives that angle of view. That is from the field. Yeah. Not looking down. The well, field. The, it's the Krypton's very advanced. They certainly have lexophone technology okay, right. built into Fair everything. Fair enough. I'll give you that. Um, no, it's 1966 on Earth. How does he know it's 1966? Because the Dodgers are playing in L.A. and they have won three world championships. And there's a banner in the stadium that says three-time world champs Los Angeles Dodgers. 1966. So Superman follows sports. Yes. Of course. Baseball, he's the all-American boy. Of course, he's going to follow the American pastime. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Superman remembers that his father, the scientist Jor-El, also lives in Kryptonopolis. And so he heads over to Jor-El's lab, bursts in the door and says, Dad, it's me. I'm Kal-El, your grown son from Earth. How can Krypton exist again? Sun from Earth? Hmm. There is a family resemblance in your face. As for Krypton existing twice, I'll give you the answer from my secret files while I hunt for the relevant microfilm records. You can look around this hall. What? Just tell him. You don't need microfilm. Um, I mean, I think Superman would be, like, I would be overcome with tears if I saw my dad again in person. Well, yes, but he wasn't raised by Jor-El. Still. Um... So he remembers that uh, Jor-El is pointing him towards the family's hallway of fame, where Jor-El's trophies are kept. So many details have been thought of. Yes. What has Jor-El designed? Uh, designer of super gyroscope. First anti-gravity something? Projector? Who knows? A phantom oh, projector zone. maybe. Phantom, phantom zone, zone projector. projector. Classic. First synthetic food machine. Inventor of the invisible cloak. Oh. Hmm. Suddenly, at the safe where the secret files are kept, there's an explosion. And Jor-El is killed. Do-do-do-do-do-do. Bye. See you back here next week. No. Uh, did someone booby-trap the files to keep the mystery from being revealed, Superman wonders? The whole lab is going up in flames. Superman dives out the window, uh, tries to get help on the street. And the guy says, a fire? So what? Don't bother me. Uh, recalling that Krypton has giant firefighting robots available to anyone to use in the street. He grabs one of the robots, points the arm, which will fire a special extinguishing chemical, toward the window, and instead of a fire extinguishing foam, out comes laser rays, blasting a nearby building to smithereens, and people, while people tumble to, tumble their, to deaths. their deaths. <laughs> 
Never before has the Man of Steel faced such a maddening mystery. My father, Jarrell, killed, others massacred by a rigged robot, yet everybody's indifferent to the tragedy. No alarms being sounded. No matter how I add it up, I can't get a, I can't get a sensible answer. Now, it just now dawns on him that his mother also lives in Kryptonopolis at their home. It was interesting to me to find out that Jor-El's laboratory was not in his home, as I had always assumed. Mm. He races toward the quiet suburban neighborhood, uh, bursts in through the side door, and there's nobody home. How about she's left an automatic roaster on to cook dinner, and I guess they're having um, gyros. Yes, it does look like a big hunk of gyro meat. Doesn't it? Or gyro. Gyro. I said gyros on purpose because I knew it was the wrong way to pronounce it. Uh, Superman (laughs) finds his nursery. Now, if Jor-El didn't recognize the name Kal-El as his son, meaning that he hasn't been born yet, why is there a nursery in the house? Are you jumping ahead in your mind to how this all gets explained? Yes. Yeah. Right. And also, yes, thank you. There is someone home. It's Crypto. And uh, Superman says, Crypto, don't you remember me? And Crypto sniffs his hand, and he does remember him. The time doesn't make sense. So, And there are fingerprints. Right. So, Listener, we know something that you may not know oh, yet. Well, no, maybe... I mean, maybe in jor mind, his son is a baby. And so when the adult man bursts in and says, I'm your grown-up son, he was, Jor-El was just confused. Like, you do kind of look like my family, but my son is a baby. So there should be a baby version of Superman running around right. on this planet. But, I mean, hopefully if Lara is out shopping... She took, she took the baby with her. Okay, that's fair. Um, but yes, as we progress through the story, yes, there should be Shopping. a baby. What is she, maybe she's sciencing. Okay, apologize. That's true, because I believe she was a scientist. Okay. But uh, she could surely science from home and watch her roast closely. <laughs> <laughs> So Crypto sniffed and recognized Superman as as his former baby master, now grown up. (laughs) All his toys are very familiar. Um, He grabs a toy and a giant magnifying glass. Because that's what he had in his nursery? Well, oh, I was going to say he didn't need it because he could use x-ray vision, but he doesn't have his powers, Mm -hmm. does he? Nope. So his... Uh, he does a quick comparison. His baby fingerprints and grown-up prints check out exactly alike. It doesn't rule out a parallel world, but I have a hunch that's not the solution. Jorel mentioned a second Krypton. Suddenly, help! Oh! Sounds like a girl in danger around that corner. Yep. Uh, so he races around the corner of, as I mentioned, a quiet suburban neighborhood and finds a girl about to be captured by a flying saucer and uh, put into an isolation cylinder and hauled into the air. Superman recognizes her as Lila Laryl, 
the girl he once met when he crashed through the time barrier and visited Krypton in the past. Oh, God. What? Now that I, I mean, like, I know how this ends and I know the explanation. And I'm like, why did they go to all these lengths to, for the story? Uh, right? Uh, yes. Anyway, Lila Laryl. In the story Superman's Return to Krypton, 1960, <laughs> Lila Laryl is introduced as the most famous actress on Krypton. Superman meets her after he accidentally breaks the time barrier and becomes stranded on Krypton shortly before its destruction. He's crazy about her. While attempting to aid his father Jor-El in his effort to develop a rocket ship, he accidentally meets Lila. The two immediately feel an attraction to each other, one which quickly grows into love after Superman saves Lila when their rocket goes out of control. So he recognizes her now. Mm -hmm. he, she's the great lost love of his life. He tries to rescue her because he assumes she's being kidnapped. Even though he remembers her and should surely remember that she was the leading actress on Krypton. And also there's a film crew standing around. God. He rescues her and remembers their beautiful, love-filled night in Rainbow Canyon where they had their first kiss. Mm. Our lips and our hearts met and became one forever. Now, this is news to me. The only girl I've ever truly loved, he thinks. He doesn't love Lois? I guess not. I, he was willing to forget Earth and live on Krypton in the past... And know the bliss of having a devoted wife. Of course, I don't know anything about her. This is the first time I've met this character. Well, it's only the second time she's appeared. And the last time she will appear, except for one issue of Super Friends. Mm -hmm. Until after the crisis of Infinite Earths. Um, she, of course, does not recognize him. Um, and she calls him a stupid bungler. Because she messed up the stunt that they were filming for the new film. And the director swoops down to the ground. We know he's a director because he's wearing an ascot, sunglasses, and a beret. Which is what, no Which matter what, what all, planet you're on, right. all directors wear those. All directors in the universe do you wear have that. A, I mean, I have a directing beret and an ascot. Do you? For um, when I'm, for when I'm uh, directing stage shows? Yes, and I have one of those uh, canvas back chairs. It says director. On oh, the yes, back. and I have that um, that megaphone that I use. Yes, 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 and jodhpurs, and a whip. God, no, not a whip, a riding crop. Oh well, I use a conducting baton because I'm usually, you know, right because in you're... the pit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I like to trod the boards <laughs> myself. So could you imagine showing up to a rehearsal like that, Mom? Yes, I can. Actually, God, I would. I dare love, you. I would love to do that sometime. Do you remember, like? Um, what is it? Is it Charlie Brown's? Uh, 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 what's the Christmas one called? Um, Charlie Brown Christmas. Is it really called Charlie Brown Christmas? Yeah. No. I was thinking about um, it's a great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Um, Charlie Brown Christmas when they do the the play, and it all, <laughs> they start with um, he stands up and he has a megaphone. He goes, "All right, all right." <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> so uh, the director is also the man that Lila's going to marry, Zick Tool, his director. It's a terrible name. Um. Superman is weeping. He visibly is the man weeping. of steel, but his heart is all flesh. Yes. I once held her in my arms like that. Choke. I love the choke, don't you? Saw the love light in her eyes, heard her sweet, adoring words. 
How could she have forgotten all that? But a worse ordeal is in store for the rejected suitor. Gulp! I forgot Krypton's robot police had these human magnets. They work on flesh instead of iron. There's no escaping them. Soon, at the psycho-observation ward... Here we go. The X-ray mental scope shows his brain is like that of a Kryptonian, but he keeps talking of Krypton's second doom. What was the first one? That was what my father, Jorel, warned you of. Yes. We have a flashback of the real world Jor-El warning the elders of Krypton that the planet's going to re be blown up by a nuclear chain reaction. We must evacuate our people, but they don't believe him, so he builds a rocket just big enough to hold his baby. Kal-El. Yeah, so I'm assuming in this timeline... Oh, God, never mind, just go on. Uh, moments later, Krypton blew up, and it will perish again when it crashes into Earth in a few weeks. That's, and also, Earth will perish. Um, so, they diagnosed the story as hyper-delusion. Um, the, the, the writers were hyper-delusional. The scientists are not sure if the Mento Ray shock treatment can make him rational again, but let's go ahead and try it. Even though, if the patient is sane, the Mento Ray will turn him insane. So that doesn't seem like a great treatment plan, especially that since they're not sure if it will even work. It certainly is a way to <laughs> spice up your life. <laughs> I wonder if I'm crazy. Well, let's just try this Ray and see. Well, and it works out for the scientists, too, because I'm assuming they have insurance. Um, well, limited liability. Yes, insurance. and so if they turn a sane person insane, they can just say, see, he was insane. He was sane. What? Oh, well. Right? Because then they'll be insane, and the scientist can say, you see? You see? He's insane. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> the Mento Ray shock treatment device suddenly swings around and kills the scientist. <laughs> now, I just want to pause here. Yes. I don't really hate this story in any way whatsoever. I'm amused by it. It's, it's what I am confused by is the explanation that we're going to get to, the big reveal at the end. Yes. And the timeline of of Superman referring to him being sent away at the destruction of Krypton, and this world that he is visiting right now, and like I just don't quite understand how it fits. I'm just sort of have to kind of buy in that this is before Krypton has been destroyed. Yes, and there is a there is a Kal-El baby, right, Kal-El. That's his name. Is there? Do we see it? We no, we don't see him, but we have to assume that there's a baby Kal-El. Right, because Crypto recognized right, him. Right, right, right. Uh, Superman wanders outside the city. Stunned. Stunned. Am I a hoodoo? Bringing death wherever I go. What cultural reference is a hoodoo? Uh, well, is it American Indian? I think it's. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I remember the. Charles Nelson Riley's character on Lidsville was named Hoodoo. Oh, really? Yes. And I know that there was a mystery novel in the 1940s called Judy Garland and the Hoodoo Costume. Hmm. Okay. He, so Superman remembers that there is a weather control tower in Kryptonopolis and that the weatherman in charge was a friend of his father. Surely this man, when he hears my bonkers story will listen to me and help me 
Oh my goodness. Explain the mystery. What? Hoodoo is a set of spiritual practices, traditions, and beliefs which was created and concealed from slave owners by enslaved Africans in North America. Oh. Hoodoo evolved from various traditional African religions and practices in uh, and in the American South incorporated various elements of indigenous botanical knowledge. In the Gullah, South Carolina Lowcountry, hoodoo is also known as Lowcountry voodoo. Following the great migration of African Americans, hoodoo spread throughout the United States. Practitioners of hoodoo are called root workers, conjure doctors, conjure man, or conjure woman, and hoodoo doctors. Regional synonyms for hoodoo include conjure or root work. So probably not appropriate to uh, include it in a Judy Garland novel or... A Charles Nelson Riley character. I guess, yeah. I mean, yeah, of course not. Um, so the elevator whisks Superman a mile high to the weather tower's control room. Mm-hmm. As everyone knows, powerful forces can change the weather at a moment's notice in whatever area, whatever an area needs weather-wise. So Kal-El greets Kurdu, mm-hmm. explains that his father invented this weather control tower. And he has an important question to ask. He says, uh, just a moment, while I change the weather according to my schedule. He said, uh, we need rain now to freshen up our lawns and gardens. If you want to see how it works, press the sixth key to my left. Yes. Well, Superman gets it all wrong. He doesn't press the sixth key to Kurdu's left. He presses the sixth key to his own left. And what happens? Great stars, giant colored hailstones peppering the city, killing everyone. Why would that be a function of one key on a weather machine? Well, exactly what Superman says, the first sensible bit of dialogue in this whole story. Why would such a thing be set up on the weather control (laughs) panel? (laughs) I love that line. He says, relax, Kal-El. You're talking this whole thing much... You're taking this whole thing much too seriously. Kurdu, you must know how to shut this off. Why don't you care? Why are you cold without emotion like everyone else here? And how can Krypton exist when it exploded decades ago? Talk! He says, why it's simple. Um, Crash. uh, I'm falling. (laughs) A hailstone smashed the balcony, gulp, and Kurdu is plunging to his death before he could give Kal-El any answers. So... Superman races in to unplug the machine, recalling that Jor-El said it carries ultra-high voltage that could kill a man. Still, he's Superman, even without his powers, so he wraps his cape around his hand and pulls the plug. And then lets out a mighty, And we turn the page and we realize that he's been knocked out. Knocked out, but not killed. I thought, when I saw that first panel here, yeah. On this part two. I thought, oh, this is all a dream. Oh, yeah. No. No. It's so, the nightmare continues. Superman goes back to the city. Everyone is dead except Lila Laryl. She survived, but Zick Tool, her beloved fiance, perished. Hmm. Superman says, it's my fault. I deserve your hate. And she goes, no, I forgive you. It was fated that he die. And now, Kalel, we can continue our romance, which was broken off when your destiny sent you away from Krypton. Um, I'm sorry, I keep on inserting words. I don't mean to. Yes. Uh, but he says, 
but Lila, I'm a mass murderer. I liquidated a whole city. How can you possibly love me? Calm yourself. Also, why didn't she remember him before? It's weird. It just, it's so weird. If I tell you, um, just as I tell you it was destined, um, I'll explain it all later on. What's done is done. Forget the past and live for the future. Our future. Both of us together. Come, let's leave the citywide graveyard and go to where, Bob? Um, so Superman forgets his nightmarish experiences. Uh, explains that she is the only woman he ever truly loved. Asks her to marry him. Not I don't understand. so fast, mister. Not without a ring, you don't, I don't Frankie. understand how he shifts so quickly from causing destruction and death of thousands right. to thinking about marriage with her. I mean, love is strong and powerful. Ah, uh, no. Right. But come on. Um, Lila says, not so fast. You must court me first. <laughs> you may win my heart. And speaking of hearts, here's the Krypton Fair. Let's board that Aeromobile. It's a lover's ride, which foretells if your romance will end happily or not. He says, hmm, a clever stunt. She says, if you steer through that giant heart, it means that your courtship will succeed. Yeah, so this is a giant uh, saucer-shaped ship in the shape of an arrow. Like Cupid's arrow. Like an arrow has gone through a a flying saucer. Mm -hmm. It's not on a track or anything. No, it's free-flying, and I guess Superman has to steer it. You better be good at steering it. Through a giant pierce someone's heart body right next the couple visits the famed cloud land exhibit of krypton the cloud castle where only honeymooners may enter well uh we'll have to take that later in my babyhood i remember jarell explaining how a molecular freeze ray solidified these clouds to make them firm enough to walk on and form buildings jorel sure must have been a chatterbox <laughs> I just because kal-el has a lot of memories sure does even more entrancing in their next stop the Grotto of Images. Uh, nature formed mirror-like stones which reflect the uh, inhabitants of this cavern. It's a fucking cavern. hall of mirrors. It's a hall of mirrors. And Come she's on. kissing him and it's reflected yeah, around wow. the wall. Yeah. It would have been funny if they were like super fat in one <laughs> stone and super tall I and skinny, skinny in another and stretched one. on another one. So he says, Lila... Uh, so she, basically, it's multiplying their love. And yeah. he says, Lila, it multiplied my love for you a hundred times, and I'll prove it with these photos I keep in my cape's pouch. And he takes out photos of Lois Lane yep. and Lana, Lana Lang. Lang. He says, two girls on earth, Lois Lane and Lana Lang, always wanted to marry me. Each is lovely, desirable, and could make me a wonderful wife. Then I'm third place to you? Oh, you beast. <laughs> no. Also, uh, Lois and Lana are also going to die when Krypton smashes into the earth. Uh, I know, like, this... He is literally on this planet because it is crashing. I mean, it's on a crash course to Earth. Yeah. He says, no, Lila, see, with this act, I'm locking them out of my heart forever because there's only room for you. I'm locking them out of my heart forever. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so they continue their uh, cruise in the arrow saucer around Krypton. They come to the site of the city of Kandor, where it once stood. Uh, before Brainiac used his evil shrink ray to reduce it in size and imprison it in a bottle. It's not there. Not there. Further ahead is a still a more puzzling sight, a, a field, Wreckage of a hundred spaceships. Field full of wrecked spaceships. One spaceship is undamaged. The bastard child of a thousand spaceships. Um, <laughs> if it still flies, Lila, we can rocket to Earth and save... Every, oh, no, he doesn't say that. He says we can rocket to Earth and be married. 
Yeah, not save. Nope, be married. After studying the controls to Superman's joy, he knows how to fly it because Jor-El must have talked in great detail about how to fly any kind of spaceship in his babyhood. He says, we took Can off okay. Can you imagine okay. just having the, like, bouncing the baby on your lap and, like, now, baby, here's how a television works. <laughs> oh, all right, baby. You take now, the cathode put, tube. Now, there's going to be something called automatic translation, trans, transmission. You're going to put your, your foot down, your left foot, on the clutch, and then you turn the key, and then you put it into reverse. And the reverse is all the way to the right and back. Then you're going to gently press with your right foot and lower on, and then release the pressure on your left foot. This is for now. This is called manual transmission. There may be something in the future called automatic transmission, but we haven't invented it yet. Cool, cool, cool. What a pretty baby. <laughs> um, the engine is defective, however. They only traveled a few miles toward Mount Moondrew, the highest peak on Krypton. You can see halfway around the planet through its 20 view telescope. Well, agree to disagree, Lila. Mm-hmm. That's not how telescopes work. Superman fights controls and. I prevented a crash and more. A skid landing. Hey, is that a photoelectric beam that our ship intercepted? Don't tell me this will trigger another cataclysm. Gas. He says, yes, actually, yes, yes, it it does. Of course it will. Those automatic switches will set off worldwide destruction. She says to him, we can can watch it it on this monitor screen. Giant hidden cannons rising up out of the surface of the planet Krypton and shelling all the, the cities. Then Millions a, of lives are snuffed out a, in seconds. As the monitor switches to other fantastic death-dealing systems, yes. there's a trapdoor released a swarm of hungry dragon sores. But I thought they were extinct, so all people are running as they're being destroyed by dragon sores. Yes, they're being eaten alive by dragon sores. Now, look at, this a series child, of, look at the child running. Look at the screaming space of terror. It's horrible. Now a series of orbiting satellite bombers is sowing death all around the planet. Womp womp. And... That belt of deadly radiation, which is like Earth's Van Allen belt, is constricting every around the world, killing everyone it touches. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, there is silence over the entire planet. Everyone on the planet but the two of them yes. is dead. Nobody is left alive on Krypton everyone. except you and me, Lila. How can you stand to watch it? Well, she can stand to watch it because she takes out her compact to freshen up her makeup. Freshen up her makeup. If you don't understand why this happened, Kal-El, I guess I'll have to explain it to you. Oh, she's going to girl-splain. However, suddenly, one wayward satellite bomb suddenly lands near Mount Mundru, and a chunk of flying debris is coming right at them, and Lola is killed. (laughs) Lila's. Lola, who's Lola? Lola, 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 Lila. Uh, oh my God, it hit her. Joke. Choke crunch. She's like, oh. Now to be uh, transparent, we don't see her hit. We just no. see his face in reaction, and we see a sound effect that says crunch it's with a, a great, K. It's a great drawing. This artwork is really fun. Now she's not dead. She's just pinned beneath the boulder. She's acting. He has no superpowers of course so he can't budge the boulder life is ebbing from the kryptonian girl she declares her love for him and here is a last memento for you it's very fragile please catch it (laughs) goodbye superman checks the monitor once more and realizes that everyone on the planet is dead even his mother laura 
He goes mad. He goes mad. He dashes into the spaceship and starts smashing things with a stick. Um, and declares that soon he will join Lila in the rest in oblivion. Sob. Now, suddenly Superman remembers Lila's dying gift. He does say, I'll perish without being able to save Earth. Yeah, it's nice of him to think of that now on page 20 of 24. Thank you. Uh, Wait a minute. This device that Lila gave me gave off a beam when I pressed a tiny button. It must be a microfilm projector. And it's a recording of his father, Jor-El, when he was alive. Whoever finds this, if you are mystified to see this world drifting aimlessly through space, I will tell you the story of Krypton II. After ages of peace on Krypton, our home planet, our telescopes one day spied a powerful alien invasion fleet approaching our world, but we had no defense weapons to fight them off. Then I, Jor-El, devised the atom scan ray, which beamed a projection of a model of Krypton out into space, where flocks of meteors were drawn in from quarters and molded by remote control into a duplicate of Krypton. We also placed an artificial red sun near Krypton too. Artificial. Then we duplicated every soul on our world as androids programmed to think and act like their original prototypes. They so did all that's... this instead of defense. <laughs> they did. They literally created a duplicate world with duplicate people down to the detail that could not fool Superman into believing that it wasn't a duplicate instead um, of just mounting a defense against the aliens. No, hold on. You're you're skipping the lead. Burying the a lead? Dupli- burying the lead, sorry. Yeah. A duplicate planet with hidden laser cannons under the surface of the planet. A fleet of satellite rockets. That could drop, just bombs that on the planet. Dropped bombs on the planet. And we're led to believe that at the moment of Krypton 1's destruction... There was no rocket technology to carry more than one baby okay, to Earth. Thank you, because there's just so many holes in this story right here on this page. So that's it. A dummy world populated by non-living androids. Whew. What a relief to know I didn't wipe out real people. Since androids don't breathe, a simple space barge delivered them to Krypton 2 at the a same... A space barge! If you have a space barge, then you can build a defense and also rescue people from Krypton 1 before it explodes. At the same time, we employed a huge smoke screen around the real Krypton to hide it and lure the oncoming enemy armada to decoy our world. What the hell? I think just the smoke screen would have been enough. You didn't I, have to build a whole other planet. Maybe a giant foam finger with the words, look over here. <laughs> I mean, come on. Oh, come on. Foam can't survive in space. Oh, but you can, you can build another planet populated with androids and then put a smoke screen around your entire planet? All of this instead of attacking those, those rockets, which then do crash into the planet? Why didn't you just uh, send the rockets into the Phantom Zone? Jor-El. I, I, good. Not only populated the planet with android people, 
Meanwhile, our android set up booby traps all over Krypton too, using whatever items the aliens might seize, such as my secret files and the firefighting robots. I mean, it wasn't that they created an entire planet by manipulating the force of meteorites via remote control mm -hmm. and then sent a barge full of androids to populate the planet mm -hmm. that looked exactly like Krypton, yep. then put a smoke screen around Krypton one, but then also set up all those booby traps and those spaceships and all sorts of things to to, to destroy. Come I mean, come on. Also, we have android dogs, android dinosaur dogs, and android extinct dino. What were they called? Dino whatever. And by the way, it has oxygen. Dragon sores. It has oxygen. It had living things on it because otherwise Superman wouldn't have lived when he landed on Krypton 2. Right. Like it was, come on, like, I'm sorry, but I know it's a comic, but. Other uh -huh. booby traps include the fake <laughs> Mento Ray, the Weather Tower's giant hail, and Mount Mundru's photoelectric trigger for wholesale destruction after the fleet landed. But what about that valley of wrecked spaceships? As if in answer, one of the best traps was set by planting powerful sound wave devices underground to create many vibrating valleys that would shake to bits any enemy ships that landed there. But why didn't the invaders spring all the booby traps? Why only one vibrating valley? Hmm. Lila's microfilm recorder has more to reveal than Jor-El knew. I am the android... Wait, but, but, but. Okay, sorry. Added image recording made by androids. I am the android Jorel with further information. One day, Krypton 2's teles super telescopes showed that before reaching Krypton 2, the enemy fleet ran into a freakish whirlpool of energy in space which ripped apart their ships like paper toys. Only a handful of alien craft landed in one of our vibrating valleys. Hence, all the other traps remain unused. <laughs> He's like, oh, well, that... Yes, until yes, Superman came... came along and stumbled into tripping all the other traps. After that, Krypton True just drifted on through space with its red sun. And that is all. <laughs> and transmission. So... No, that isn't all. You have the technology to create... A duplicate planet, a duplicate sun, a worldwide global population of people and animals in android form. And you know about the planet Earth because you're observing it. But you didn't create any kind of propulsion system for the planet. You're just letting it drift aimlessly through space. With a sun in tow? Jor-El, you do need to do a little less talking and a little more thinking. Well, he was probably enjoying time with his son. He had so much to think about. What the android Jor-El didn't know was that by sheer chance, this world would finally swing toward Earth. Of course, he didn't know because he didn't have any way to propel the planet in a certain direction. <laughs> How can I, he says, how can I prevent a collision? Well, Superman's problem is solved the hard way. Yes. The planet-wide destructive forces previously released threw Krypton 2 out of its orbit straight toward its red sun. 
And Superman has no means of escape because he already smashed the rocket ship, the only working rocket ship, uh, with a baseball bat. But lucky for him, he finds a life rocket just big enough for uh, him to escape the mothership during emergencies. Yes. Do I have time to reach open space before Krypton 2 drops into its red sun? Here Here goes. goes. Well, you might have time, but uh, do you have propulsive capability to escape the gravity of an artificial artificial planet and a red sun? Which, just for reference, is multiple times of magnitude larger than our own sun. Right, because a red sun is, is in its last stages. Yes. Whew! Saved by an eyelash. Well, the danger to Earth is over, and I can return to a doomed world that isn't doomed anymore. What about the red sun that's floating aimlessly through space? There's that, but... um, Which he could never stop. No, he could not. And also, uh, as mentioned, it's many times larger than our own sun and would probably rip apart our entire solar system should it float through the... uh, Orbital plane. Well, that's a story for another time, I suppose. Yes. Huh? Under those yellow sun rays, my superpowers are back. I'll fly the rest of the way myself. I'm homesick for good old Earth. Later, after Clark Kent writes up the story. Superman's back, Mrs. Lois. I hope he drops in at the planet office soon. I'm his very best girl on Earth, don't you think so? He's, oh, this is such a dick thing to say. Sure, Lois. He, he doesn't say it. He doesn't say it out loud. You're the Superman's very best girl. On Earth. Ooh, burn. And then, not out loud. He says, he says, uh, let her chatter on. Let her chatter on. I still keep thinking of Lila of Krypton 2. Even though she was only an android, I'll never forget her. Or the original Lila. Sigh. Extra, extra, rogue planet destroyed. Danger over. Is Sigh really the best reaction he was weeping when he thought lila didn't remember him he's not gonna weep in front of lois well why not he's clark kent he's a milk toast (laughs) he does like lois right doesn't he who knows now he doesn't treat her very well i can tell you that no he doesn't she can do better than him i mean he's the man of steel but she's a pulitzer prize winning reporter Mm mm-hmm well, I've read a lot of silly Silver Age Superman stories, and mm-hmm. I love silly Silver Age Superman stories. But I, I have a lot of problems with this one. I do too. I really do. I but mean, I, know I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the artwork. Yes. I enjoyed the story. It was it was fun. It captured my attention. It ha- and I just didn't like the way that it all came together at the end. I thought, oh, I suspect foul play. Well, and indeed. There was plenty of foul play to be had. Mm-hmm. Well, any further thoughts? Well, friends, you've wasted about 50 minutes with us. Yes, I wouldn't say wasted. No. They can play it on one times five speed. Oh, my God. Could you imagine listening to me do my rapid talk on 1.5 speed? Yes. <laughs> you can <laughs> You can find us on social media at GoGoCheckPod. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your free podcasts from. And you can return next week. Probably. It's Thanksgiving weekend, but we'll be here. Oh, sure. Uh, You can return next week for uh, an exciting 
new episode featuring something I haven't decided what we're going to cover yet. I will do my best to be lighter and more forgiving because it will be Thanksgiving weekend. Yes. Yes. And with that, we give you a hearty bye. Bye.